and welcome into the best of the Housing Hour. This week's show, we celebrate St. Patrick's Day with our special guest from the Knoxville Irish Society. So let's get right to that interview. Because we have uh, St. Patrick's Day Sunday, right? Just two days away. And you already have your green on, Mark. That's good. Um, But we do have in studio with us Chris King and Amanda Bailey. Uh, Chris is the president of the Knoxville Irish Society. Is that correct? Yes, sir. And we are so happy to have you as well as Amanda. Amanda, I believe you said you were the secretary of the organization? Yes, that's right. Okay. Um, Wow. Thank you guys for taking the time and coming over, number one. We're excited to have you guys. This is um, really interesting because, you know, I consider myself Irish. You know, my grandparents, my grandfather's father was um, born and raised in Ireland, came over, you know, in I think the potato famine and long time ago when that occurred. And so we've had family from over there. We've been to visit. But even with all of that, I had no idea what you told me, which I feel really dumb that I didn't, is that which is that English is not Ireland's native language. That's correct. That that's like mind blowing to me. First of all, thank you again for being here, but tell me tell us that story because that just jumped right out of the box. That was interesting to me. Well, first I'll say thank you for having us on. It's it's really great to be here and, and to talk about St. Patrick's Day and our uh, Irish community organization. Mm-hmm. So about the language, uh, technically English is a foreign language in Ireland. Mm-hmm. The majority of the Irish people uh, back home in Ireland cannot speak Irish. They only speak English. This is because about 800 years ago, England invaded Ireland and colonized the country. We were one of the early experiments in empire building. Mm -hmm. And uh, about, it was sometime in the 1700s, it came in stages, but the language was systematically destroyed. Uh, England took steps to eradicate uh, the usage and even the the number of native speakers of the language. The language still survives. Uh, we became an independent country in the 1940s, and uh, the Irish government began taking steps to revitalize the language. So today, there are more native speakers and more competent speakers in Irish than there were in the 1940s, and the language has been climbing, but it's still very much endangered and still very much a minority language, even in its own homeland. That's fascinating to me, and because you said something about, you know, at the beginning, can you pronounce what you said so that people can hear it was where you were from, I suppose? the I'm from Memphis. Right. <laughs> <laughs> say, say that again slowly. Memphis. <laughs> For all my sins. Yeah. But what was it that you said? Okay, so... Uh, <clears throat> The uh, I'm I'm uh, with the Knoxville Irish Society, mm-hmm. and that's our English name of the organization. But we have a full bilingual policy, and we translate everything into Irish as opportunity allows. Mm-hmm. And so far, it hasn't allowed much. But what it has allowed for is we have an official Irish. Uh, translation of our organization's name. We are Common Gaelic Knoxville. Okay. So that's Gaelic, is that? Yes. So there are three languages that you can call Gaelic, Irish, Scottish, and Manx. Manx actually died, I think, in the 1970s and was reborn. There are now children growing up on the Isle of Man. The Isle of Man is a tiny island in the Irish Sea. 
And the language died, but there were uh, scholars on the island who retained knowledge of it, and they got together and said, let's start a school and raise children speaking uh, Manx again. Manx and Irish are very similar. Scottish and Irish are very similar. In fact, uh, some linguists consider Irish and Scottish to be two dialects of one language, but general consensus is that they're two separate languages. Mm -hmm. And in case you were wondering... uh, by and large, English is also a foreign language in Scotland, but uh, the Scottish, uh, from what I can tell, I'm not an expert on Scotland and its language situation, but uh, they are, are not as active in the preservation process as Ireland is. That is so rude. They are too. No. <laughs> I will make a note of it. <laughs> but you're, but you're just like, and Scotland doesn't want to know. I'm just kidding. I don't know why that came. From. No, we love the Scots. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So, so this is a a, a legend. I think, and it may be correct me if I'm wrong, but. There's this belief that Irish people drink more than the non-Irish people. Um, is that is there some truth to it? Because I've been to Germany and they, you know, also drink. Well, um, <laughs> Irish, the Irish do consume one, more of one beverage than any other country, but it's not what you think. Water, mm. tea, tea. The Irish consume more tea. Long than, Island tea. Long uh, Island. I'm just a uh, hot black uh, in a teacup. Yeah, so it, it's it's it comes from the same plant as our southern sweet tea, mm. but uh, it is served hot, mm. uh, usually in a teacup, possibly with milk or sugar. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is what the Irish drink more than anything else. There is a country that is number one for alcohol consumption in the world. It is not Ireland. Mm. It is the Czech Republic. Oh, wow. So we actually deserve a different stereotype, and we're getting the wrong one. (laughs) Yeah, because Irish pubs are, I mean, famous. Well, yeah, exactly. The the getting the wrong stereotype applied is actually the the true luck of the Irish. Um, (laughs) We've had 800 years of bad luck. Wow. Uh, but yeah, the, the Irish pub is famous. Uh, pubs in Ireland are sort of like a social focal point for the community. Yeah. There's a lot more than just drinking that goes on. It, it's it's not like... Have you ever a, seen Cheers? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Not since I was a kid. <laughs> but... Uh, the uh, the pub in Ireland it's uh, it's a place where the community gathers and there's a lot more that goes on there than than just drinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, trad sessions are very popular in Ireland. That is where traditional Irish musicians will gather at a certain pub at a certain time, and it's kind of like a, an Irish jam session, and they just play. And they're playing mostly because that's where they meet and they like to play. The patrons in the pub are there. Uh, by luck, yeah, uh, they they just get to enjoy the the musicians' handiwork. That's the luck of their part. And so you have the luck of the Irish combined with their luck, and they get to see some some jam session. Hold on to that thought because we're going to continue in just a moment right after these messages. The Bob Yerba Show. 
That was terrible, terrible eye shaking. It wasn't bad. It sounded like a little leprechaun that needed help. Um, well, we are excited to be here. Bob Yarbo Show, Kevin Ray, Mark Griffith coming to you live from Knoxville. We're excited to be here and participating with this show. Bob was needing to have some time off, so we filled right in for him, and we're, we're grateful that we did. And today um, is the 15th of March, so we're leading into what's going to be a great weekend. And a part of the weekend that we have is St. Patrick's Day. So we thought, well, well, Mark thought, which was a brilliant thought, that we need to get some true Irish blood in here, so to speak, <laughs> to understand a little bit more about, hey, what, where does it come from? What, what is all the... Um, what is all this about St. Patrick's Day? Why is it, do we, we, we don't get time off uh, of work or anything, I don't suppose, but, um, you should, by golly. St. Patrick <laughs> was an amazing individual. Um, a couple of things I want to accomplish the rest of the time that you're here. Number one, um, if you don't mind, tell me a little bit more about your society and what it is that you guys do. Um, and, and cause there's a, you know, we, we're having a little fun and talking about things, but let's also, you know, hone in a little bit on what you guys do. Sure. Let's do that first and then we'll get to some more funny stuff. Sure. So, uh, my name is Chris. I'm president of the Knoxville Irish Society Mm -hmm. and the Knoxville Irish Society is very new and growing very quickly. Uh, we formed in 2016. So this is, uh, we saw a need in Knoxville and we, we began doing the work to fill it. So what we do is we promote awareness and, uh, practice of authentic Irish culture. We, we, uh, embrace real Irish culture. We teach it, uh, and we invite the community to enjoy it. That includes the language. Uh, We teach uh, classes in the Irish language and we also are a social forum for the Irish community locally and people who are just interested in Ireland to come together and network bond, form friendships. Uh, there's So far, there's been very little cohesion to the Irish diaspora in Knoxville. And we aim to change that. We're trying to bring the Irish community together and, and get them talking and uh, incre- increase a, a sense of uh, belonging to, to the Irish identity and to a community. Um, we often have people ask uh, if, they, if you have to be Irish to join the society. And uh, no, you don't have to be Irish. We don't, uh, you don't have to take a DNA test to join. <laughs> um, we just have an interest in Ireland and, uh, you know, we, uh, we're happy to have you. You don't have to have Ireland in your blood, just Ireland in your heart. I like that. <laughs> well, because, I, you know, St. Patrick's Day, it means a lot to a lot of people. Um, my grandfather was, you know, he was born and raised in Boston. He played for Holy Cross baseball and, you know, just just celebrated and celebrated every year. It was just a huge deal around our house. And um, he should have probably taught me about the Gaelic. That really threw me off. So, But anyway, I'm kidding. Um, but, but he, you know, that day, he, he loved that day. He always threw a party on that day. And he just happened to die on that day. Wow. Which was very you know, interesting. And it, it has made the day even that more important to our Irish heritage and, you know, thinking about what it means. And, um, it, it's just a really, the, the, the whole heritage, the, the society that you guys have, I love it that you're taking it back to grassroots. Like we're not going to be your stereotypical, you know, society where, you know, we just, 
you know, oh, we're just going to come. It's, it's not a pub, guys. We don't do green beer and leprechauns, <laughs> right. leprechaun costumes. Yeah. We don't do that, no. Because it's a, a society is, is intended, I think, to have a multiple effects on the community and the membership. And one of the things that you guys are offering is to help educate, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what, you, yes. that's what you guys are doing here today. Um, and also what you have on your website. So people, if they wanted to learn Gaelic, for instance... They could do that, yes, in, in a way with you guys, correct? Oh yes, they can. So our classes are a year long. So if you want to start the beginner Irish language class, you would need to become a member of the society. By the way, membership is free. Just go to knoxvilleirish.com, click on join, and fill out the form. You don't need to pay anything, mm-hmm. uh, and. Uh, Check on the box, check the box that says that you're interested in learning the Irish language. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we begin planning the, when we begin planning next year's Irish language class, you'll be getting emails. That's, and that's something that you have to be a part of the society to enjoy, uh, which is, I mean, it's not a huge hurdle to become part of the society, right? Well, I mean, yes. We try to make most of our events open to the public, but mm-hmm. um, there are some things that, you know, we kind of, feel like you know there's an incentive to become a member so Mm -hmm. for the classes we sort of you know want to limit that to members especially you know so that we can make sure that people are serious about learning um and then sometimes we'll have events that are you know free to members but there's a small fee uh for uh non-members uh we had a kaylee in january which is a kind of like um the ancestor of Appalachian barn dancing. Nice. And uh, so we had free admission for members and children under 12 and I think $5 for uh, non-member adults. Um, and we'll be, go- we'll be doing another, we're planning another Kaylee for May as well. So I've actually got someone, let me bring real quick. Hey, Winston, you have a question about the Gaelic language or is that who this is, Winston? Yes, that's, okay. that's right. Okay, go um, right ahead. One is, is it is the proper pronunciation Gaelic or Gaelic? So, the the English word is Gaelic, but uh, usually when you're talking specifically about the Scottish language, you may call it by its Scottish name, which is Gaelic. Mm. Okay, so, that, that leads it. Okay, that's there. They have a program on um, on a WUOT. Uh, on the weekends at this one, the Shamrock. And Diona Ritchie, I believe, does it, and she pronounces it Gaelic. So another question, is there much difference, I know, like between Puerto Rico and Mexico and Spain, the, uh, the Spanish language differs in a lot of ways. Is there much difference between the um, Scottish and Irish Gaelic Gaelic? Yes, there is significant difference. Uh, in fact, among linguists, uh, people who analyze uh, language and, and the nature and science of language, people who study that field, there's a debate whether there are three dialects of one Gaelic language or if these are three independent languages in the same family grouping. So there are significant differences. In fact, there are significant differences within the Irish language. There are three main dialects. Uh, what we focus on 
in the Knoxville Irish Society is the northwestern dialect from County Donegal in the province of Ulster. Scottish, I don't know so much about uh, their differences, but yes, there are. Real quick, if you don't mind, Winston, can you hold on through the break because we've got a quick commercial and we'll get back to you in just a second. Sure, sure. All right, thank you. Yeah, yeah, we're going to continue here. We're talking with uh, Chris and Amanda from the Knoxville Irish Society, so hang with us. We're going to continue this conversation. We'll be right back. Good question. The city is ringing in my ears. Trying to work out how a few months turned into years. She cradles the young ones by the fireside. Kevin Ray. That was supposed to be good morning, but my uh, my my translator is looking at me in disgust that I didn't <laughs> say it right. You've already failed the first test. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, well, this is Kevin Ray. I'm here for the Bob Yarbrough Show. We're guest hosting Mark and I, um, so thank you for stopping in. We're here the week of St. Patrick's Day coming up Sunday today. Um, is also another day that we're going to be getting a question out there in the next segment uh, about a contest. So be on the radar for that, and it has to do with March 15th. But in the meantime, we have guests in studio with us. We have Chris King. We also have Amanda Bailey uh, from the Knoxville Irish Society. Um, and they are talking to us about a lot of different things, a lot of aspects of, of their society, what it is, was it, what it isn't. Um, and I have the question about how I become a member. So we, we think we're going to do this for the first time ever in the history of broadcast television. We're going to, or whatever we're, well, actually we are TV right here, but also live, um, on the air. Show me, tell me, how do I become a member? Okay. So go to knoxvilleirish.com. Mm-hmm. Okay. Knox, that's the first step, I'm assuming. Yes. And if you want to do forward slash join, mm-hmm. it might be easier on your carpal tunneled wrist. Knoxville. <laughs> well, I'm going to do the Irish. Knoxvilleirish.com. Dot com. That's easy. But you got a good website there. Oh, well, okay. thank you. I'm here. I'm here now. All right. Click on join in the upper right. I'm clicking on join. Folks, right now I'm clicking on join. It's a beautiful landscape. Appears to be Carlingford or some somewhere on the west coast of. Uh, it's actually Carnes, Tennessee. Oh no, that's a joke. It's <laughs> good one. That's over the like, wow over the hills into County Mayo. <laughs> that is awesome. That's good. Well, that's something I would do. All right, I click join. Okay. Yes, and uh, from there it's just point and shoot. So just yeah. point and shoot. So just name. Um, and all of that. I'll yeah. go ahead and do it since you guys are, are staring at me. I'm going to make sure I do it. See, I was hearing about your Irish origins and uh, your great grandfather and uh, your your grandfather's uh, passion for St. Patrick's Day. And I thought, mm-hmm. now uh, he gets a slide not knowing that the Irish society exists, but uh, now that he knows, he needs to become a member post haste. Uh, post haste. And I know that word, one of my favorite words to use around the, around the office. Um, Mom, this is your fault that I didn't know about the Knoxville Irish Society. She's here on. <laughs> so go to knoxvilleirish.com and sign up today. 
All of you folks who are claiming to be Irish out there, this is the time. We're going to boost their membership up. We're going to have a membership drive. We're going to have leprechauns with food tonight. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) We will be at uh, Shamrock Fest uh, in Market Square today, and we will have uh, St. Patrick at our booth, though. Oh, yes. So you all are are not trying to capitalize on the stereotypes. (laughs) We are not capitalizing at all. Uh, we, We are just trying to nurture Knoxville with Irish spirit and goodwill. So we have manufactured a St. Patrick and we have sent him into Market Square. He got lost, but he's going to be there by about, what is it, 3 o'clock? 3 o'clock, yeah. And uh, he's a full St. Patrick ensemble, long red hair and a beautiful red beard. You can get your photo taken with him. Oh, well, I feel bad because I'm bringing Gordy on. Gordy, I am so sorry. You have been waiting online for so long, and, and you were wanting just to say why it's such a great day, St. Patrick's Day. That is fine. Thank you. First of all, it's a beautiful day out here. I'm watching these fast guys go all around me. Uh, but uh, I also am on Irish descent. My grandfather's from Ireland. My grandmother was from Scotland. And I do get all decked out in my uh, St. Patrick outfit. I'll be doing that all weekend. But... It's a Love great it. holiday, not only one because uh, St. Patrick brought Christianity into Ireland, but mm. the great thing about it is it's a, it's a holiday where you don't have to buy any presents, you don't have to buy any cards, you don't have to be with any in-laws that you really don't want to be with. <laughs> it, it's, it's nothing but being nothing but about having a good time, dancing, singing, drinking, and eating. So how can you not like a holiday like that? And remember, March the 17th and sleep on the 18th. That's all I got to say, you guys. Have a good weekend, man. You talked me into it, you silver tongue devil. Yeah. You guys have a good time, boys. All right. Thank you so much for for waiting for so long. He was very patient, so I'm glad that we were able to get him in. Thank you. I'm out here anyway. I listen to you guys all the time. All right. Well, keep it on. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Bob appreciates it. Um, Yeah, that's great. So um, the the thing that you're talking about that's happening when the sham, what was it? uh, Shamrock Fest. It's uh, in Market Square. It's... uh, Today will oh. be from three to three till late, and tomorrow it starts at ten a.m. Ten a.m. tomorrow. Yeah, ten a.m. tomorrow, and goes till um, also late. Also late. <laughs> so, so you guys will be out there, right? Do you have like a booth or something? Yes, yes. We, we will have a booth. We're uh, sharing a booth with the Knoxville uh, Gaelic Athletic Club. Oh. Wow, that's awesome. We are good friends with them. We uh, ally and support each other. That is really that's really cool. So do you guys let people sit on St. Patrick's lap? How does this work? <laughs> uh, you can, but there's an extra fee. <laughs> <laughs> so, because I don't know how much time, Eric, we have left in this segment. Um, we have like two minutes, three minutes. This will be a great opportunity to let you tell us St. Patrick. So... It, it, I know about St. Patrick, so so don't quiz me on. <laughs> so I know a little bit, but um, tell me from your perspective, why has his sort of persona grown and just it's it's continued ha- as being the most recognizable figure in Irish history? And it may not be actually true. That's just one of the things that people think about. You know, um, I, I think of uh, I think of Mel Gibson, and he wasn't even from in that movie. He wasn't even from Ireland, but I, for some reason <laughs> I think of him. But wh- why is it St. Patrick? And, and tell me a little, just in the last two and a half minutes, you know, what has St. Patrick done? And he's an incredible 
individual. Tell me a little bit about it. Well, St. Patrick hasn't done much in the past 1,700 years. Right. But, uh, so he, Christianity was already established in Ireland when Patrick arrived. Mm -hmm. And uh, for those that don't know, the the history, the story of St. Patrick is fascinating. No matter who you are, you could be a Muslim from Indonesia. The history of St. Patrick is truly fascinating. You 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 can't make it up. Right. Uh, he was not Irish. He was not born in Ireland. He was not raised in Ireland. Uh, the Irish had a uh, a. A, an institution of slavery, and uh, it was debated within Ireland whether or not they should have it. But the the custom was that Irish slave raiders would steal people from neighboring European countries. And the only criterion for being a slave it wasn't the color of your skin. It was just, are you Irish? No, get on the boat. So uh, Saint Patrick was abducted. Uh, as a slave in one of these raids. He was born probably in Wales. He was definitely born and raised on the island of Great Britain. And he was taken to Ireland as a slave. He lived as a slave for a number of years and then escaped and uh, became a priest. He then returned to Ireland to uh, to proselytize and, and spread the gospel. So he was actually, uh, he was a Roman citizen. Great Britain, the area he was born in was Roman at the time. Uh, he was not Irish at all, but he felt called to return to the country that yeah. enslaved him yeah. and convert them to Christianity. Well, that was the 30,000, 60,000 foot view of St. Patrick. I hate that we had to rush through that, but I will continue to spread the good news. <laughs> and we will be right back after these messages. Thank you. Thank you. 